Welcome back. We had a freaking wild, sick conversation with Just Beat right now while he was just wowing us by his entrepreneurship prowess. He says all of his failures are some of our best achievements uh, and stuff like that. <laughs> but we had to come back like and go into part two because there's too much juice and we're getting too much inspo, so we wanted to share that. So everybody, welcome back, Just Breed. Thank you. Thank you again for having me. You guys are a lot of fun. How come? When you fail five times, you don't go, I quit. <laughs> yeah. That's secret. normal people, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, they quit after one. Yeah, they fail once. They, like, go, oh, they don't even quit. I mean, they don't even fail. They 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 have the imagination of failing and they quit. Yeah, they don't even yeah. start. Well, our, some of our fails here and some of our successes here and then Jess Breed's fails like here. <laughs> well, so, you know, I sometimes it's, it's tough though. You know, like the initial ones are really hard because it's like, I have nothing else. I don't have any investments. I'm like, dang it, there goes my bank account. Mm -hmm. I got to figure it out, right? But for me, in the beginning, it was just for fun. Like I'm just trying to throw parties and you know have a good time with my friends and like my friends who were DJs. Like it was just that. But I think as I started to get a little bit older, I was like, I have to figure something out because I don't want to be a doctor. I don't want to be an attorney. I don't want to work a traditional job. I knew that I wanted to be this thing called an entrepreneur, whatever that thing is. But how do I do it? Well, I got to just figure this thing out. And I was just like, if I do this, it will happen. But then that thing ended up failing. But then it's wanted something else. So, so why did why did you quit the sock game when you killed it in the first yeah. month? Well, you got some socks left. So I didn't I didn't quit. I was I was actually doing it, um, and we continued going. Um, but then, because I got screwed over, I was like, man, I wish there was something that like I could go to and learn from. So I took out uh, my phone and I, I made this class on something called Udemy called How to Launch a Business Without Getting Screwed Over <laughs> for seven bucks. I was like, if you like it, just watch. Like, I wasn't trying to make money. I was like, just like to help somebody who was probably in my shoes. So just like whatever thoughts that I had. And I put it under the alias minority mindset. The whole idea being, I thought I thought differently than the majority of people. Because mm -hmm. the majority of people were partying, I was hosting the parties. Majority of people, like- When I, I first saw your page on the Explorer page, and I just saw like minority mindset, I was like, yes, this guy thinks minorities are better than everyone else too. <laughs> and until I started watching, I'm like, oh, this is financing. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing about racial theories at all. I was like, damn it. When I saw minorities mindset, I thought he was just gonna lecture us like an Asian dad. <laughs> Some people say that is what I do. Stop, stop, stop spending all your money on dumb things. Be a doctor. Be a do yeah. Or not. Most uh, famous video. Yeah. So I did that under the alias minority mindset, the whole idea of just thinking differently. And people were like, oh, do you have a social media page? And I was like, no. Then I created an Instagram page and I started posting, you know, random stuff. And they were like, oh, did you like, cause I was like posting like long captions of like, you know, you know, here's what you can do if you have this idea. And then people were like, can you please start a blog? So we have more in-depth content. Cause Instagram is, you know, it's only this much content that you can put on it. I was like, look, man, English is my second language. You are not going to write my writing. I can't even write that coherently properly. So no, I can't start a blog, but I can talk. So. I can make videos, so I started making these videos as a hobby off of my phone um, about how to launch a business without getting screwed over, some basics of money management that I knew, some basics of investing, and I was this was a hobby, but I was really focusing on the stock business because that was actually profitable and I was making money. Um, but then this YouTube channel started to grow, and I was at like 10 grand, 10,000 subscribers, and I remember a friend asked me, he's like, "Dude, how much money are you making off of YouTube?" I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like your uh, advertisements like what are you talking about he's like you know you can make money from youtube videos i'm like dude i have no idea he goes into my back end he's like this is before there was any monetization requirements like you don't need subscribers or views anybody could monetize anything he's like you just hit this button and you start making money in your ads 
from ads. I was like, oh, yeah, let's hit that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we should do this. Let's yeah. click that thing. <laughs> because I was, for me, it was just honestly like a way for me to talk uh, to people about the things that I enjoyed. Because you, know, you talk to your friends about, you know, in entrepreneurship and finance, they're going to get bored. They're all losers, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Bart. We want like, Oh, this guy again. <laughs> yeah, they're all doctors, really, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All my, most of my friends are doctors, and so they don't like hearing about it. Now they're like, dang it, dude. Like, teach me what you know. Let me watch the video. Tired of saving lives. <laughs> I got all this fucking doctor debt. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And so that, that's, that was uh, how I started making videos. And then the YouTube channel started to grow. And I was like, well, I'm not very passionate about socks. Like, mm. I like the business. I like the entrepreneurial side. I like how I can scale it. It doesn't need, like, my face or me. But minority mindset, it's not making as much money, but... I like this. Like, I actually mm. like what I'm doing. Like, I actually yeah. feel proud of what I'm doing. I feel very happy with the impact that I'm making, even though we weren't that big. And so, at around 100,000 subscribers, my patent got denied for the sock company because they were like, it's not original enough. And I was like, well, okay, because I actually, I was working on um, trying to see if I can get some licensing deals. Someone was like, hey, if you get a patent, we'll try to connect you to Under Armour and we'll try to get you licensing. Because I was like, that's the real play. Well, the patent got denied, so that all went through the window. And I was like, do I really want to build a sock company? And that's when Minority Mindset started growing. And I was like, well, let me try Minority Mindset because I kind of like this a lot more. Or actually, I do like it a lot more. Socks are, you know, just socks at the end of the day. Very necessary. They're very necessary. So I started socks every day. I started going less and less effort on the sock company. Eventually, shut that down and put all efforts on Minority Mindset and then started building other companies like Market Briefs, which is the main company that I work on. Uh, and Minority Mindset is just, you know, my personal brand talking about the things that I wish I knew uh, when I was getting started. What's what's Market Briefs? Market Briefs is a financial newsletter. So like, if you want to- I thought there was underwear. News, yeah. I was like, socks to underwear. <laughs> it doesn't get wet. <laughs> yeah. So the interesting thing is uh, we, we sell underwear. You do? We do. Market That's briefs? We have market briefs. So the whole idea That's is so if you join market you briefs. You have the market graphs on the underwear? Yeah, we do. What the? So, I'm buying some. So here's, the, here's how it works. So market briefs is, think of it, I wanted to make financial education and news more accessible. Because, you know, if you ever turn on CNBC, you, you don't know what's going on. Like, it's a bunch nope. of tickers. You know, it doesn't make any sense. Nah. So if you want to be aware, you want to be an investor, where do you go? Well, market briefs is an easy newsletter, five minutes long, that you'll read the breakdown, everything you need to know from stocks to real estate to crypto to inflation in a very easy to understand format. So we have something called the 16-year-old rule. If a 16-year-old doesn't understand it, it's too complex. Mm. Uh, so that's the newsletter. And then what we do is if you refer people to our newsletter, you can win rewards. And the, we have different tiers of briefers or readers. So if you refer X number of people, you become a golden briefer and we send you a golden pair of briefs. Oh, wow. The next tier is blue briefer. We send you a blue pair of briefs and then signature. So yeah, we do have underwear. So I'm cool. going to link you guys, okay? <laughs> I'm going to get those gold pairs. Nah. Right? Yeah, exactly. You signed oh, up. I'm signing up right now. Hey, I'm going to Sign up under JK uh, News. We want we want a golden underwear. Fuck you guys, dude. I'll get you guys. It's my promo card. Right how do they how do they find is it just marketbriefs.com? Marketbriefs.com. And what's the other one? Insider Market Insiders. So that's an app that we created for the education side. If you wanted to learn how to be a stock market or a real estate or a crypto investor, you get weekly coaching sessions. You can try it out for free. Uh, it's a free 10 day trial to see if you like it because I hate uh, programs where you have to pay all this money and then see if you like it or not. Yeah. Try it for free. You get yeah. 10 days, go through the entire thing. If you like it, stick with it. It's very affordable. Uh, if you don't like it, no problem. 
Wow. No, no, no cost to you. So it's an educational, um, uh, if you want to learn how to be a better investor for... for mm. Probably should have known Stop. that because I was so deep into yep. Luna. Yeah. So, so we could use this a lot. Do you ago. invest in cryptocurrency? I, I do invest in crypto. I invest every day into crypto. I buy Bitcoin and Ethereum and a couple other smaller like coins. Every He's a DCA? DCA. Oh, wow. So, yep, yep. so I buy it every day. Very so you bought it at like 69 grand? You also no. buy it at 20 grand? Yeah, I think um, I started dollar cost averaging probably when it, after the peak it started going down. And 2018? No. Uh, I think I started dollar cost averaging crypto 2021. Um, I don't remember, maybe it was around 69, but I, I was, it doesn't matter what the market's doing. I'm buying every day. Mm. Bitcoin, Ethereum. I think we're going to go through a lot of uh, turmoil in crypto. I think. Uh, Why do you think we're going to go through so much turmoil? Uh, well, so we had a big crypto, we had an everything bubble created in 2020 and 2021 because all this money was printed by the Federal Reserve Bank while no wealth was being created. Yeah. So just think about this. No one's working, nothing's being produced. It's gotta be correct. But money is being printed, right? And so if you're getting money, and you can go to the store and buy stuff, but no stuff is being made, what's gonna happen? You create supply chain issues because stores are selling everything, and they have nothing left because no one's producing anything. So this started creating all the issues that we're seeing now, and all this money floating around that had needed to go somewhere. So started going into speculative places, tech companies, Crypto, Doge. crypto exchanges, Doge. So there was just a lot of money out there. People had money. Well, now that the Fed is realizing that all this money printing caused inflation, now they have to do the opposite. They have to take the money out of the system. So they're literally burning cash. Mm. And so that means anything that was a byproduct of this bubble is going to get hurt. Crypto was a huge byproduct of it. And crypto, unfortunately, I mean, still today, uh, Price is a huge indicator of, of like people's opinions of crypto. When it's up, everyone thinks crypto is the future. When it's down, crypto is a scam. Yeah, yeah. And so what you have to know, if you actually want to be a crypto investor, you have to actually believe in the technology, the blockchain. What do you think of it? And if you believe in the long-term value, a down price is a better opportunity for you to buy. Yeah. And so, you know, that's the first thing you have to uh, ask yourself. If you don't believe in the blockchain, if you think it's a bunch of crap and it's not going to be around in 10 years, don't buy it. Mm. But if you think the blockchain is going to be a big part of the internet and our future 10 years from now, then this is something that you can consider buying. Uh, and I, I do the dollar cost averaging. I just I buy it a little bit every day. I believe it and I lost a lot of money. <laughs> Hurts my feelings. I'm that's, sorry. Uh, I'm that's, sorry, man. That's, that's just how it is. I bought Bitcoin at 35 grand, uh -huh. <laughs> and I sold it at 28. That'd do a good job. Yeah, me too. I did the same thing. They're really good at buy high, sell low. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait until 30 to buy back in. I appreciate you selling it for a discount. I'm trying to hook people up, you know? <laughs> You're a man of the people, dude. Man of the people, dude. You're a man of the people. You're helping other people out. Is there any hope for my WeWork investment? <laughs> oh, man. You bought WeWork? No. I just I just watch videos about it and I'm like, so can I ask you like how many real estate properties <laughs> do you own now? Oh, uh, well, I don't know an exact number, but it's units uh, somewhere in the uh, dozens. Wow. Units. At uh, what point do you start going to um, groups that are selling like a whole portfolio? Like when you at some point, you know, like it's like just buying one at a time yeah, gets I mean, kind of time consuming. Right? I've never bought a portfolio. Oh. A lot of times, portfolios are going to be like single family homes. Uh, you can buy apartment complexes if you want a number of units in one place. I've never purchased a portfolio. It just depends on the person. Like if you want to buy a lot of homes in a certain area, I've seen them for sale, but I've never bought them. I bought apartment complexes. 
but never uh, portfolios. What's your niche like? Multi residential, unit, residential, oh. anything. Single with, family, single family or multi. Mostly in Michigan. Mm. Mostly in Michigan. Is yeah. the uh, is the real estate market about to uh, as well? Yo, it's gonna come down to one thing, and everyone wants to know: Are we gonna see the real estate market crash? Well, it just comes down to what the Fed does. If they keep raising interest rates, which is what they say they want to do, doesn't necessarily mean that's what they will do. But if they keep doing that, then yeah, we'll probably see real estate prices come down. It's not 2008. Because 2008 was the real estate bubble, which then trickled down to everything else. Now it's the opposite. It's everything else that can trickle down into real estate. So if, if people start losing their jobs because of everything else going on in the world, well, then they're not going to be able to pay their mortgages. And then that can affect the real estate market. So if the Fed keeps raising interest rates, I do expect real estate prices to come down. When people start losing their homes, that's the best time to buy, right? It is the best time to buy. Yes. <laughs> Because I'm, we're all, I'm a noob, you know, so I want to know this stuff. Yeah. yeah, I want to see blood in the streets, uh, and I still won't be able to afford one, but yeah. I'll know that's the time to buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was asking tell everybody else. Are you about to miss a mortgage payment? Like, no, no, I got it. Oh, oh man. Nah. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Straight to your neighbor. <laughs> you, yeah. Damn. Well, so you, you mentioned yeah. that like um, English isn't your first language. Um, so when did you come to the States? I was born in America. Oh, okay. uh, I was born in Michigan. You just went to the wrong school? I went to the wrong school. <laughs> also, you're, I mean, it's, like, it's like, yeah, it's like us, like learning, learning your mother's language, mother tongue or whatever first. Yeah. And then you learn English on Sesame Street or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So we, I never saw Sesame Street. We didn't really have, I don't know if we had a TV or cable. Like we didn't, my parents didn't even know what that stuff was. Cause like they would go to these meetups and people would talk about Barney. My parents had no idea what they were talking about. So I never saw Barney and Sesame Street and all that. My brother got to see more of it, but uh, for me, I never really got to see that. I was, uh, I, my, it was my parents, my grandparents um, and I, because as soon as I was born, my grandparents moved um, with us from Punjab, our st uh, state in India. So they were living with us. So, uh, you know, I was, I got to spend a lot of time with them because my parents were working all the time. So I didn't get to see them that much. What, what was what was so obviously you've done a, a shit ton of things, but uh, there's this constant thing that your your dad always wanted you to be a doctor or yeah. die, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> or I kill you. Yeah, so At least you gave you a choice. What was kind of like the moment or the parental perspective as oh, or yeah. what did you choose to share with them so when you felt comfortable about not being a doctor? I didn't really tell them much actually. So there was a couple of scares that happened because I was hosting this my event planning company. And I had this really big event. We were doing this, like, there was this concert going on. We had the official after party. It was a pretty huge event. It was in Detroit. And, um... Parents showed up. My, no. Up. <laughs> uh, my, my dad called me as I'm driving down there. He's like, are you hosting some event? Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. My heart starts pounding. I was like, wait, what are you talking about? He's like, and my dad's like, oh, someone was saying that uh, some Just Breathe is hosting some event. I was like... Well, I don't know what he's talking about. I've got to go study tonight. I, I don't know. I guess and, that's crazy. <laughs> How common is Jasperita the name? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a common name. It's not like super common, but it, it exists. So okay, okay. that kind of blew over. But that was like a real big scare. Yeah. And then um, it happened, honestly. Uh, he's uh, a subscriber, by the way. Yeah, he might be now. Um, so I was hosting. No, actually, no. This is the sock company. They, they kind of knew I was doing something, but they didn't really know. No. Um, but my parents got a call from one of their friends and they were like, I just saw your son on the news. And my parents were like, oh my God, what did he do now? And they're like, no, 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 he has his business and he's doing really well. And they're like, what are you talking about? So they, they're like, oh, okay, okay. And they hang up that and they come to me, they're like, 
what are you doing? And I was, <laughs> then I had to break it. I was like, well, I have the sock company, blah, blah, blah. And then there, once they heard other people talk about how just Please doing well. Yeah, the news. It just changed, and that was when it immediately changed. That's when they started supporting me. Um, and it was even because so the thing you got caught on was the sock company. I got caught on the success, the, the success of your sock company. I'm very glad it was then because so it was even, you're even successful in getting caught. Yeah, yeah, and I was really scared. I was like, oh man, because when I told them I didn't, I told them that I didn't want to be a doctor, which was my junior year in high school. Oh, when did you actually tell them that? So I told them my junior year in high school. So they found out about the business stuff later on because I still thought that I was going to be an attorney and this and that. But my junior year in high school is when I told them that I didn't want to be a doctor. And all hell broke loose. Crushed oh, them, huh? Mm. Yeah, my my. Um, That's the Asian coming out. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking about? You don't want to be a doctor. I I was I took the MCAT, and then after the MCAT, I was like, dude, there's no way I can be a doctor. Like this is definitely not for me. Your so score I mean, wasn't that good. My score was okay. I so like aced it. I no, I, I, I don't I think I, did, I, I don't think I did like amazing. I didn't do great, but I, I think I could have gotten into medical school. Did you score in the thirties. Uh, was it during the time? Was it, was it yeah, the scale? Yeah, it was like or oh, oh, 45 or something. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what I. I think it was like close to 30. That's what I remember because I was remember that was like the the hit this and you got to get in. I remember I was like, oh, I'm just like close enough. So, uh, what, what happened? So like, uh, you took the MCAT and then after you told no, him just, I can't do this, he just put a stethoscope on. He listened to his own heart. <laughs> Stupid. He's like. I'm dead. <laughs> I want to do this. This is not for me. I told him I did, I, I can't so do this. I, I'm not gonna do it. And my dad was very angry, and my mom couldn't believe it. Like my dad wow. was like very furious. Did the oh dining table God. survive? <laughs> I don't know what survived. Like I had calls coming from my family members across the country and from Whoa, India saying, "Why are you disgracing your parents? Why are you doing this? With every, long with everything you good do? you've done too, like was, you know they they hold. Why are you disgracing your parents? I really love your socks, though. Can you send me some yeah, more? Yeah. You got some more. Love your clubs too. <laughs> so is that where a compromise happened? Where you're like, but wait, I'm gonna do law. So that was so my mom didn't believe it. She like did not think that I was telling the truth. She thought I was just joking. And I was like, dude, I'm serious. Like. Uh, until like my senior year, like, for like a year and a half, my mom really did not believe that I was being serious. And that was when my parents were like, you have to at least become an attorney to keep the pride. Oh, they even Dude, chose that's the bargain, bro. They're that's like, the bargaining power. <sighs> just be a lawyer. You think they had this like conversation in their bedroom last year? They're just like, man, what are we going to do with this guy? Yeah. It's like, uh, socks. No, no, we gotta at least get him to be an yeah. attorney because this socking yeah. is so disgraceful. Isn't that a crazy pivot though? Because you've been studying your ass off for the MCAT, right? To go to law school, now you gotta study for the LSAT, which is I didn't know what a prosecutor or a defendant was. Like I didn't know what oh, which one. Did. Who who was the plaintiff? Like, I don't know what these things. Were. I don't know. Any, like when I I came into law school, probably one of the dumbest people there. Like when it came to law, because people are there like, oh, my father is an attorney. This person's a judge. I've been doing this, and I I knew like I didn't even know. How I don't know what a judge was like. What, You're like, like I almost got sued. I saw, I saw Judge Judy on TV. Like, is that what it's like? Like, that's the extent of law that I knew. And Defended? That's me. Yeah. Settlement? I know. Actually, it's funny because I remember I was I was walking with my law school friends one day, and uh, what was the word? Um, acquitted. I I was trying to sound smart, right? And so I don't know which one acquitted was. Did you get? Did you oh, get in you trouble? Did you not get in trouble? Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't okay. know. Nick wants to know. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious. I'm asking. So acquitted. <laughs> I, I don't remember which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember. That's what happened. OJ got a glove. Yeah, off the hook. OJ Just think of the OJ glove. You're, you're off the hook. You're off the hook. Oh, if the glove don't fit. Yeah. So that, that's not innocent then? 
Look, is that it? I, used that it? I used it in the wrong way, and they were like, "Oh, really?" And Free then I came back and I looked it up charge. on Google, and I was like, "Yeah." By verdict of not guilty. The verb is OJ. You yeah, you're it. off the hook. You used it wrong all, while you were already. I used it wrong walking around with these like smart law school people and they were like, oh really? I didn't know that this person was acquitted. And I was like, oh dang, did I say the wrong one? <laughs> and I go and checked it on Google. I was like, dang, I can't, I can't correct this now. I was just going to say that I was wrong. But yeah, I mean, that's like, I did literally didn't know anything about the legal system, how this stuff worked. But it was, I enjoyed my time there. Like it was fun. I learned uh, some I mean that's a lot of stuff that could help business isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah do you think it helps your business at all now? Like all uh, your entrepreneurs? I don't do any I do I have attorneys man. I don't, I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. And like uh, people that say the same thing. Oh, you can review contracts There's no way that I would want to review my own contracts like I don't trust myself to review my contracts mm. So like you know, people come to me with legal questions. I refer them like I don't do any of the hey, when you, I read quit the this contracts <laughs> I'm like how do you even read this shit man? Yeah. The, the the wording on it? I'm like, what the fuck is this? Here and there and there, there, there. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> therefore, <laughs> here and thereof on this date of renewal by acquitted, by, acquitted. Yeah. Dude, double jeopardy. There's <laughs> a lot of words. I'm just like, just sign me, bro. If we get into a fight, let's fucking. You know what double fight. jeopardy is? Uh, I don't know what double jeopardy is. <laughs> Nobody knows. Nobody Can I knows. tell you something? It's the thing that goes. Doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo. <laughs> so what's scary? Double, what's scary dude. about law is like you're in a situation, right? And you're like, okay, cool. Here's like some sort of engagement that I'm gonna be in. I need a lawyer to look over that, right? Yeah. So you hire a lawyer, but then the lawyer sends you an engagement thing. Yeah. And you're like, well, who the fuck's gonna <laughs> <Yeah>. my back? <laughs> who do I send this to? This thing? So Who's gonna read this? The assistant lawyer that you know stabs him. Let me talk about that for a second. Because I agree. And it's all I, the traditional law is, is, comp is such crap. And it's not just for the people, but for also the attorneys. Because when you get into higher end, like you want some real business attorneys, like they're gonna charge you up to like two grand an hour. And the reason why is because you have all these layers of crap in the system. And it's like, oh, you gotta pay uh, the associate attorney, you gotta pay this attorney. It's like the most outdated industry. I hate it. I yeah. Hate it. The way that, that the way that they, they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna be your lawyer, and then they really just get like one of their fucking assistants, yeah. and then they still bill you. It's like three hundred at their rate. It's like, yeah. oh, I sent this email. Cost it took me like thirty minutes, so it's, it's a billable on three hundred seventy-five an hour. So you're getting charged. That's I literally wild. looked at shit and I remember we spent like 30 grand on a lawyer to handle something for us and I swear to God I could have done it myself. It was the biggest crazy. fucking waste of money. So that's why I invested in the company called UpCounsel to help break this traditional law industry. You got answers, bro. Man. You just got because, answers. No, because I was like, you know, what am I, I, I want to, because at first I was like, maybe I can create something. But I was like, I, we, and me and a buddy of mine from law school, he's a good friend of mine. He actually works with me now. And the reason why we became friends is the first day of law school, he asked me, he's like, Justin, what kind of law do you want to do? I was like, I don't want to be an attorney. He was like, me neither. So we became friends because he wanted, he was a business person too. <laughs> friends throughout law school uh, and uh, but him and I were like you know because we kept talking about this about how like old school this whole system was so we started like talking about what can we do how do we change the system make it better for people make it better for attorneys upcouncil.com Up you're we go. so fucking good dude so, look at this I'm about to sign up for so everything man <laughs> hey where's your OnlyFans <laughs> uh, working on that still <laughs> maybe you can help create me one